Hello and welcome to the Leadership of the Last podcast. I am your host, Greg Raymer. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at what it means to quit. I know there's a lot of negative uh, or a stigma around quitting as a bad thing, but there are times in our lives as leaders when it's okay to quit. And we're going to look at a couple examples of or scenarios when it would be a good time to quit. And so today's episode, we're going to be talking about when quitting something is okay, how to quit well, and removing the negative stigma around quitting. Welcome to Leadership That Last. Hello and welcome to the Leadership The Last podcast. I'm your host, Greg Raymer, and this is episode 10. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about quitting. As I said in the intro, we're going to be looking at when it is okay to quit, when it's okay to quit something, how to quit well, and to remove the stigma around quitting. Uh, you, if you're like so many others, including myself, um, there's probably a negative feeling that comes up when you think of the word quitting. Um, you think of it as a negative thing, as something bad. Um, if you even look at the definition, some words that come up in the, in the definition of, of quitting is to give up, to leave, to remove from, or to admit defeat. And I think about that often when I think about the word quitting is, is defeat, is admitting defeat. Um, I did a, a quick research on goodreads.com on quotes about quitting. I literally... Typed in the word quotes on quitting into goodreads.com or to Google, and it came up with the goodreads.com search. And I got 104 search results came back from that um, search of quotes on quitting. And I read all of them, I read every single one of them. And I would say I picked out 13 of those quotes, 13 of the 104 quotes had a positive spin on quitting. The majority of them had a negative spin. That means about 87% of the quotes painted a negative picture of quitting. And so I think that's common across the board. When we think about quitting, we think of something bad. Listen to some of these quotes that I found from that Goodreads search. Pain is temporary. Quitting lasts forever. If you quit on the process, you are quitting on the result. I don't agree with that. If you quit once, it becomes a habit. Never quit. It is always too soon to quit. Quitting is the only failure. Those are some pretty black and white quotes about quitting. And you can see the negative spin it has on it. Now, I understand that a lot of times when people have these quotes or we we quote these things, do pain is temporary, but quitting lasts forever. I get that. You know, you're you're going through a tough time. You know, you see this a lot in sports where it's the fourth quarter and you know, you're, you're in pain and you just want to quit, but you got to keep, keep moving on. So I, I get that those are kind of motivational in those moments, but I think it's let, let a, uh, left a lasting impression on us in regards to quitting being seen as a negative thing. And so I want to kind of dispel a little bit of that negativity from quitting and let us look at today when it is okay to quit. There are some times when it is definitely a good thing to quit. 
And so of those 13 quotes that I told you seem to have a positive spin on on quitting, uh, here's one um, that I pulled out that I think is really a good summation of what this episode, uh, I want this episode to be in regards to quitting. So this is from Kim, or sorry, Ken Perot. I'm not sure if I'm saying his last name right, but it says, never quit on your dream, but learn to cut your losses and quit your plan if it is, if it is not working. Never quit on your dream, but learn to cut your losses and quit your plan if it is not working. That's the hope I have for this episode is to realize that there are times that we need to adjust, that we need to quit a certain task or maybe quit a job or quit a relationship, um, quit a direction that we're going as a company or as a family because it's just not working. But that doesn't mean that we're quitting entirely, that we're quitting the whole overall goal. And so that's the hope for this episode here is to look at quitting when it when when it is okay to quit the right times to quit and so for the sake of this episode um i want to share with you three times that it is okay to quit of course there are so many different you know nuances to this um different times that it's okay to quit but for this particular episode um i want to look at three different scenarios or times that when it's okay to quit in your leadership um, so one of them is when moving forward will hinder the overall goal. When moving forward and doing something that you should quit will hinder the overall goal. The second one is when you are not able to do anything well. Um, and the third one is when there are better ways to do something. And so the first one, let's look at moving forward will hinder the overall goal. Um, in his book, Leadership Strategy and Tactics, retired Navy SEAL Jocko Wilnick tells a great story about um, when it is okay to quit something. He was talking about how he was training some young SEALs um, in an exercise, and the goal of the exercise was to clear this building. And the building consisted of a long hallway where there were rooms on you know, the side of the hallways, like the hallway went down the middle of the building and there were rooms on each side. And at the end of the hallway was this uh, big room. It kind of opened up, let's say like a big conference room, if you're thinking about like in a, in a business and the young seals didn't know this, but um, in that, in that big room at the end, there was somebody that was set up um, to attack them with paintballs. It was a, you know, it was a training scenario, so it wasn't real life, but paintballs and they were fully protected like from what i remember of the story it literally i think only the the muzzle of the of the paintball gun was sticking out of a hole that was protected by wood and uh, barriers and so um this young seal team didn't know that was at the end of the hallway but what would happen is as the this young seal leader would send two seals in at a time to go begin to clear the rooms and and what they were what they were hoping to do was send two in to clear one room let's say on the left and then they would send another two in to clear another room and then you know keep sending them in to make their way down but what would happen is the second that they would enter that hallway those two seals that were going to go try and clear one of the rooms would be killed you know again training scenario so they would be shot up by uh, paintball uh, pellets and they would be no longer available for the training exercise and then this young leader would continue to send another two in and the same situation happened another two in and the same reality happened another two like it just kept going on and gone on until it got down to the the leader and this particular young leader 
um, I remember the book saying something about it. he took a big breath and just, you know, ran into the hallway, um, guns a blazing and, and was ultimately, you know, killed um, in the training situation. And so one of the things that Jocko was trying to show is that this young SEAL should have quit what he was doing. Um, he should have quit sending two guys in because he, he quickly figured out that there was a gunman at the end of the hallway in that big room, but he just kept doing what he had done originally. And so it clearly wasn't working. And so what he should have done was stopped and rethought the plan. And, you know, I think they talked about they should have gone into a window on the side of that room to, to take care of the person that was, that was uh, killing all the, all the seals. But um, that's a moment where, you know, you don't, you know, because he didn't, stop and because he didn't quit that that thing that he was doing the 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 tactic that he was trying he ended up not being able to complete the overall goal because his whole team was was killed and so he wasn't able to accomplish the overall task and so if he had just stopped and you know maybe after the two um, seals had gone in and they realized like this is not the way to enter that he should have reassessed the plan and gone a different way so he could have accomplished the overall goal of clearing the building and so there are definitely times, of course, I know that's kind of, you know, it's military and, you know, um, that's kind of an extreme case. But there are so many times in our lives where we continue to move forward down a certain path that we don't need to do because we just think that's the way to do it or everyone else is, is doing it that way. But we need to stop and reassess what's going on and think about maybe this plan. We just need to stop it. We just need to quit what we're doing right now and rethink uh, our strategy and regain our composure and be able to attack the overall goal um, by quitting something that maybe we had spent a lot of time working on um, and that we wanted to to put before the situation, put before the team, put before the family. But in the end, it's just not working out. So we need to quit it and think about a different plan because we don't want to kill the overall goal. We don't want to hinder the overall goal by sticking to some plan that's not working. So those are moments where it's okay to quit. Um, you know, it's, it's wise to quit in those moments. It's not seen as a failure. If you quit, you know, a particular tactic that you're trying, um, to accomplish your goal, if it's not working. And so, you know, it's always easy to get lost in the way that you've always done it or the way that you think it should be done. Cause you've been thinking so much about it. You're very myopic about the plan but you need to be able to detach and rethink the situation and quit that particular thing you're doing in order to accomplish the overall goal. So the second type of scenario that um, when it's okay to quit is when you are not able to do anything well. And so there will be times in your life where you might be in a position um, as an individual um, that you're just not made for. You may have gotten the position because you've been in the company for a long time and you're kind of next in line for it, um, you know, or um, you just did a really good job on the interview and you got a position, but you're kind of in over your head. And I think if you're if you're a wise person, if you're a wise leader, if you're self-aware, then you know that maybe you're not the right person for it. You know, of course, there's nuance to this because, you know, even if it's a hard position and maybe, you know, you're struggling in it and there's an opportunity and a trajectory that you can, you can grow in it and actually figure out the position. That's one thing. 
But if it's clear that you're just not wired for it, not made for it, then it's wise to move on. I have been in positions like that. I have been in roles within companies or within teams where it just wasn't for me. Um, it wasn't anything bad about me. It was just the way that I'm made or wired or um, the way I respond to things just wasn't what was needed for that particular position. And so it's okay to, uh, to, to say that, you know, you're, you're not made for that. Um, I think about this a lot with, uh, you know, positions I've had in, in state government. There are so many different avenues I could have gone, you know, within state government, you know, you have thousands upon thousands of employees and thousands upon thousands of, of potential job opportunities. But there are some things that I just wouldn't want to do because I know it's just not my personality. And it doesn't mean I'm bad person or I'm a failure. It just means I'm not made for that thing. And so sometimes you might be in a situation where um, you're just not made for it. I remember growing up um, as a kid, I remember, I think I was in fifth grade. I can't remember. There was some particular kind of um, elective program that was geared towards people that were really good with math. And I had a couple friends that were in it and I, you know, signed up for it. And it was one of those things that you kind of like, if you sign up, you're kind of in, but um, you know, I've come to definitely realize in my life that I'm a words guy, not a math, not a numbers guy, but I was in over my head in that thing. And I remember really being miserable, even though I was with my friends, um, I didn't like being there because it just wasn't something that was for me. And it doesn't mean that I'm a failure. It just means that I wasn't meant for that. Um, but that's one of the first times in my life where I remember thinking like, I don't, I don't belong here. <laughs> so it's okay. And I remember I did, I did quit that thing eventually, but, um, yeah, there are times when you're just in over your head and you're in the wrong place and you're in the wrong position and you need to be wise enough to understand that, to get out of the way and let somebody else come in that knows what they're doing and can do that job well or lead that particular team well. So the third thing here is um, when there are better ways to do something. Um, this is big, you know, with technology. We see this. I, I've seen this um, in positions I've had with companies that are pretty big and they've been around for a long time and they've been doing it one way. Um, new technologies come along, but people don't want to um, embrace it. And so I've, I've seen, I mean, multiple different places from uh, retail situations to, um, you know, state government to uh, other positions I've had where, you know, there, there are better ways to do things. There are new technologies that make it easier. Um, but we just, they don't want to do it. And, um, those are moments where it's okay to quit the old way of doing it for the new way. Um, because it's going to, it's going to make, you know, the company grow. It's going to help sustain the, the company, the culture, the, the family, whatever it may be. You know, um, I think about this with, when you look at Blockbuster and Netflix, if you know anything about, you know, we know that Blockbuster doesn't exist anymore. There may be one store still open. Um, I think there's a documentary where there's literally one Blockbuster still still actively going. But by and large, Blockbuster doesn't exist anymore. And so um, they had an opportunity, if I remember correctly, Netflix wanted to buy them or some, some sort of situation where Blockbuster could have been one of the first people to get in on the streaming business. Um, and they decided not to. And I, I don't remember the reasons why they didn't want to, but 
Um, I don't know if it's they were just so stuck in their way because Blockbuster was the place. I mean, you know, there were other movie rental places out there in the world, but I think um, anyone, especially in America, I don't know if Blockbuster was an international company, but Blockbuster here in America, that was that was the thing. I remember, you know, Friday nights that you go in there and you get in your movie and the popcorn and the new releases and all that stuff. And um, but it doesn't exist anymore, you know, because I from from what I've gathered from you know, the brief stuff that I've researched on them and, and read about them and the documentaries and whatnot, it's, you know, because they didn't believe in the, in the, um, in the streaming or didn't want to get involved, involved in it. And so that's a, that's a pretty big example of, you know, some, somebody who should have quit the old way or it embraced, you know, the new, the new way. And so, um, you know, their company doesn't exist anymore because they didn't quit. They, um, were forced to, I guess, quit, <laughs> um, quit their business, even though they didn't want to, but they, they should have quit the way that they were doing it and adjusted. Um, so kill your darlings, the things that you just believe so much about and, um, you know, they may be hindering you. So uh, take an assessment of, of, uh, of what you're doing. I remember, um, I was leading a, in, in a community organization one time and this, particular person was, you know, giving me, uh, some thoughts on how they wanted to redo something that we had been doing for years. And I thought it was a great idea. And I told him to implement it. And I was just asking, you know, why, have, why haven't we done this, you know, earlier? And they had said, well, because so-and-so, you know, implemented this, whatever. And that so-and-so hadn't been with that organization for over four years. And so, you know, they had been doing something that was, you know, make it harder on themselves for a while. Um, but somebody finally decided to to step up and ask if they could do it differently. And I'm glad they did because, uh, you know, it turned out to be a good thing. So how to quit well. Um, big thing is be upfront and honest whenever you're, you're quitting something, especially if people are involved. Um, you know, if you're leading, in, you know, a company and, you know, the goal is to, you know, you're trying to launch a website or something and you realize that this company that you're working with, just isn't the company to go with and it's going to set you back six months, you know, be honest with your people. Don't tell them, you know, don't blame the other people or whatever. I mean, be honest, be upfront, tell them what's going on, give them a plan for what's ahead, even if you don't really know, but just, you can be honest and say, you know, this is the, this is the way that we want to go. The, their overall mission is still the same. The overall goal is still the same but we just have to make some adjustments and we have to quit um, working with this company that we've been working with, whatever the scenario may be, but be upfront and be honest um, and over communicate over communicate. That's the second part. Communicate that to the team, the next steps, you know, come up with the plan. Even if it's not foolproof, come up with the plan and begin to implement it. Just let the people know that, Hey, even though we're stopping doing what we're doing, we're still on mission. So if you go back to that scenario where I talked about from the Jocko Wilnick book, um, if that young Navy SEAL had stopped what they were doing, even though he'd already told them this is the route, you know, this is the, the tactic we're going to use. But if you realize you needed to stop, you know, just let the guys know, hey, listen, we're going to reassess. We're going to regroup and we're going to attack this a different way. The overall mission is still there. We're still here to clear this this building, but we're going to change the way we do it. And so over communicate with your team. Um and be thankful for the time that you did work on the project. Um, this is big because 
you know, don't, and, and this is, this really plays into kind of the third point of how to, you know, remove the stigma from quitting is that don't see it as a bad thing. Even if you have to quit something, if you have to quit a job or relationship or, um, you know, a, a, a tactic, a direction you were going with a company, um, learn from what you, you experienced already. Learn from the relationship, learn from the things that you've learned about the situation that you were in. Um, don't see it as a negative that you have to, you know, rebuild whatever you're doing and it's going to take six more months, but see that you learned something in the process that you learned, you know, not to do it this way next time or not to use a certain company or, um, maybe you had people in house that could have done it. You know, there are certain things that you can learn from quitting from the project. So make sure you always take away something good from maybe a negative situation. And so be thankful for the time that you did have on the project and learn from it. So that segues into how to remove the negative stigma about quitting or the stigma about quitting. I think stigma is negative, but, um, you know, I do believe a hundred percent that there are certain times that you can quit too early on something. I have done this so much in my life. Um, a lot of my, you know, teenage years and twenties was a lot about me quitting. You know, it took me 12 years to get a four year degree. And a lot of that had to do with me just not being disciplined and quitting things, quitting classes, quitting assignments, you know, you name it before I needed to, because I was just soft and, you know, that's a, another podcast for another time. But, um, there are definitely times where we quit too early. And I think that's where a lot of these, these quotes I talked about earlier in the episode where I said about 87% of them were kind of coming from a negative bent. And that's, I think those are the comments that are trying to drive home. Like you have a little more in you, you know, you don't need to quit so quick, so so early, but when it is time to quit and there are times to quit, I don't want you to think of it always as bad. If you've done your research and you assess the situation and you know that for the greater good of the company, of the family, of the relationship, of your community organization, whatever it is you're leading, if you know that's for the greater good, then it's worth quitting and you should quit. And like I said, communicate what's going on to the people that need to know, but it's okay to quit and remove the negative reality behind it. Learn from the positives and move forward. So not all quitting is bad. In some circumstances, quitting is the right thing to do. And it should be done. And I want to encourage you, as you listen to this episode, to think about something in your life right now that maybe you have been wrestling with that you think that you need to quit. Um, you know, And that could be something as simple as something you're eating. Um, or you need to quit making excuses for not exercising. Or you need to quit... Um, uh, maybe a volunteer thing that you're doing that's taking too much of your time, taking away from your family, from your kids, from your other job. You know, it, the more that you're doing, the less you're able to do well in other areas. And so maybe there are things that you need to quit. That's a good, and it's a good thing. Maybe you're volunteering in a food bank. You know, that's a good thing. But if it's taking away from other things that maybe are, are, are more important, like relationships with your family, um, then that's something you may want to consider, you know, quitting and that's okay. 
doesn't make you a bad person. doesn't mean you're a failure. Um, don't believe the hype that everyone can do everything because they can't. People, people can paint a pretty picture on online if you're, if you're looking at other people and all the things that they do. Um, I don't think that they're doing them well, but I'm digressing. Um, so in closing, I want to leave you with this quote from Rich Carligard. Uh, he's author of Late Bloomers, The Power of Patience in a World Obsessed with Early Achievement. He says this, It's just as important to know when to drop something and shift direction as it is to know when to stick with something. When we quit the things that aren't working for us, we free up our willpower and perseverance for the things that really do matter. So a takeaway from this episode would simply be, is there something in your life that you need to be quitting? Is there something, maybe if you're leading a team, is there a tactic that you're doing that you need to quit? Is there something in your personal life that you need to quit? that you need to stop doing that's hindering you from your full potential? Is there something in your community organization? Is there something that your team is doing? Um, what's a darling? What's a darling that you need to kill? What's something that you really enjoy that you really like, that you really believe in, but you just know in your heart of hearts, deep down in your soul, that it is just not the thing and that you need to move on from it. What is that thing? And be honest with yourself about that. And so if you're listening on YouTube, I would love it if you left a comment and just let me know what's something that you need to kill. What's something that you need to, to quit this week. Um, and, uh, I would love to hear that. I'll share something, um, in the comments on this YouTube on this particular episode as well. So I'm not going to ask you to do something. I'll do it myself as well. So Thank you so much for listening to the Leadership the Last podcast. I'm excited to uh, give you another episode um, next week. And I'm also in the process of trying to get some guests to come on and do some interview episodes, which I'm really looking forward to because I think that um, talking to other people about these things, about leadership and whatnot, will be really good and really beneficial, not only to you, the leader, but also to me as a host to be able to uh, learn more from other people because I think that's part of this whole journey is to add value to your life and I can do that by learning more about leadership so I can share it with you. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you back here next week.